Hey. Um, so the two, now are those your dogs or just foster dogs? Okay, they're yours, well, yours. Winston is ours. We've had him for years. Yeah. Ginger, we got Sunday, and, and she's going to be ours. The only We're in a trial period just to see if it's she just fits she's well. Okay. Right. Because so, so, it needs to be good yeah. for both of them. So and, they're, they're ours. And what kind of dogs are they? Winston is a multi-poo. <laughs> and um, we were told Ginger was a, a multi-poo, but I think she's a, uh, a peek-a-poo. A peek-a-poo. If you look at her, her underbite and her bulgy eyes and that really, I think it's she's more peek-a-poo. Peek-a-poo. Yeah. Well, that is awesome. Are, do you always get, like, shelter dogs? Um, Actually, all of ours have been. Yes and rescues. no. Nice. Yeah, rescues. Mm-hmm. Like, um... Toby, the first one we had was friends of yours that needed to rehome him mm-hmm. from your work. Uh, when we got Hallie, it was um, a friend of um, Chelsea's that we knew. We, Chelsea was on a show called Endurance, our daughter Chelsea. Okay. And so this was a, another family that lived here, and that's how I knew them. But um, Hallie was uh, John A's dog. But John A. grew up, moved out, and the mother who had her was moving, was bringing her mother in. And so she was going to end up having two, like, senior dogs and then this 11-month-old puppy. Yeah. And she's like, okay, I need to find a new home for the puppy. And so that's how we got Hallie. That's the one that died mm-hmm. just before Thanksgiving. Zoe was an official adoption rescue. Yeah. And yeah. then Winston was our daughter Chelsea's, and she moved into an apartment and he was like about a year old, I think, and she couldn't afford the apartment right. fee. It was like a monthly thing, and I got really attached to him, and it was like a few months later, it was Christmas, and I'm like, thank you so much for the Christmas present. So she never got him back, which was fun. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody, it is the That is Fascinated podcast, and today is a special episode. Well, it is my 10th episode. Huzzah! Yay! Double digits! I know! I only lost one. Okay. <laughs> um, so thank you so much for listening for, if you have, um, up to 10 episodes of the Nat is Fascinated podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at the Nat is Fascinated podcast on Instagram where you can see photos about each interview. Uh, today is a Couples Corner episode, and one day I will have a song for Couples Corner. It'll be like, Couples Corners, Couple Corner, Nat's in the corner with a couple. Something like that. Something like that. You know, something silly. Catchy. Catchy. So I got a great couple today. I'm having a lovely time with them, and I've only been here like for 10 minutes, and I know I picked right when I got this couple. So. Uh, let me introduce Brent and Lois. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you so much for doing this. I really, really appreciate it. So let's just delve in because I think we're going to use up the whole time because you guys are fun. So, <laughs> Lois, here we go. Uh oh, Miss Lady. Yes. Where are you from? I'm from Virginia. Oh, really? What, yes. what part? The Tidewater area, which is like Norfolk, Virginia Beach, Newport News. It's down the southern. Eastern, uh, Southern, just above North Carolina. Oh, that's so cool. Do you come from a big family, small family? Um, I had three brothers. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) No sisters. So, youngest? I was the third. The third. Yeah, so I was next to the last. So, I was the the third. So, I had two older brothers and then one younger brother. Were you a tomboy? I was a mix between a tomboy and a princess because being the only girl, mm-hmm. I was daddy's little princess. And then having the three brothers, I was had that little bit of a tomboy. So I've got kind of a balance. I'm not overly um, needy. 
But I did do my makeup and my hair on a regular basis. That's a southern girl in me. Yeah. <laughs> um, what did your parents do? My father was an attorney. Oh, nice. Um, he was a police officer. Oh. Um, he was Navy and then a police officer, but he was an attorney all my life. He, he became a, he got his uh, legal uh, license like the month I was born, I, I believe is when it was. He was actually self-taught. He he was one like one of the that was back in the day when when distance learning was like in the mail. Yes. And he got a mail order wow. um, degree, law degree, but you still have to pass the bar, and he passed it on the first try. So that was my dad. He's smart cookie. He was pretty smart cookie. What kind of law did he practice? He Virginia? was general law. That, general law. That okay. was, you know, you have to, then it wasn't so um, specialized like it is now. Right. It's super specialized now. So he was, he did closings, he did adoptions, uh, he did, um, he did a lot of court-appointed attorney stuff. Yeah. You know, um, but he, so he was just a general attorney. Um, did he do the, the? Was he a police officer at the same time as a lawyer? No, he was a police officer when he was going to school. Ah, yeah, and and then he um, then he became an attorney. Oh, cool. Yeah, he was a walk the beat, uh, dispatch, <laughs> dispatch, and then walk the beat kind of a police officer. Cool. It was it was pretty simple in many ways then. Yeah, sure. You know, in the in law enforcement. So, what did your mom do? She worked for. She was a what was called a civil servant. She okay. worked for. Um, she worked at the Armed Forces Staff College as a secretary, and an administrative assistant. And she did um, that kind of work pretty much all my life. So she was. She worked for the. Um, I guess that would have been the federal government. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, that kind of a job. So that's mm -hmm. that's what she did. And she was. She used to do a lot of um, taking a lot of typing. For the students, yeah. So I remember that clack 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 late at night of uh, mom typing out papers back before you had copiers and you had to put the the carbon paper between <laughs> each one and erase each one uh, if you made a mistake. But she did that to make some extra money for like vacations. And yeah. Stuff. And what was your very very first job? I worked at Circle Six Theaters. <laughs> that was my first job. Like cinema theater or was, theater yeah, theater? It was, it was the first um, multi-cinema theater in the Tidewater area. Ooh. It was in a mall, um, and there were six theaters. And um, I started working in the snack bar, mm -hmm. and then I got promoted <laughs> to the box office. Ooh. And then was really cool when I thought when I got to do the um, recording because you couldn't there wasn't anything online. If you right. want to know what the theaters were playing, yes. you had to call and listen through every single theater. Yep. Theater one. We had the thus and so and it's and the rating and, and all this kind of stuff. So and you were movie phone. I was movie phone. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> so that was kind of, I always thought that was kind of fun to, to get to do it as, as when you're 16, 17 years old. You think that's kind of cool. Do so. you ever play with your voice like, I'm going to be sexy today or I'm going to be peppy today? I just wanted to get the words right. You know, that's true, true. <laughs> I don't remember thinking it through that much. I wanted to sound professional and yes. get the words right. Because right. I, I didn't want to start it over because you had to start the whole thing over. Oh, so if you screw up at, at Theater 6, you would have to go Star back to Theater it. 1. Because it was like an answering machine. Right. There's no editing. No. no. Mm -mm. Mm. And what do you do now? 
I work in uh, theater production, costume design and construction. How did you get involved with that? Because I've sewn all my life. Really? Yep, pretty much. Um, I started uh, 95. Um, the... Uh, at Southwest Shakespeare, mm -hmm. people who were running it at the time knew a friend of mine, and they had gone to her to get her to build a show. Mm -hmm. They had a designer who was already designed, and they needed someone to build the show. And so my friend said, you need to call Lois, because I was a stay-at-home mom. I did sewing to make uh, extra money, mm -hmm. and uh, I did you know bridesmaids' dresses, prom dresses, alterations and all that kind of stuff so she knew that I would often get like a little high school senior wanting this particular dress they'd like this this sleeve and this waist <laughs> and, you know and, and I'd have to Frankenstein the idea together to get the look they wanted so she knew I did those kinds of things and so that's how I got started that is so is cool. with Southwest Shakespeare so I built the first show and then I designed for them for almost 20 years wow and um play well in the sandbox. Yep, yep. So I got a lot of freelance work and um, just kind of was very, very lucky. And it's just because I knew how to sew. It was a skill I had. Who taught you how to sew? Uh, well, my mother sewed, but I, I was very self-driven. Mm -hmm. She let me play at the machine. So I was probably like eight, nine, ten. Cool. When I wish I could like just sit and sewing and stuff and I would make Barbie clothes out of socks. And, nice. Because that's easy. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and then uh, I took home ec in high school, that, in junior high and high school. That was a big thing. Um, but my, um, the person I was named after, and this woman cry. <laughs> oh, it's okay. You're safe place. Uh, Lois. Her name was Lois, and she was always Aunt Lois to me, but she's not a family member. Mm -hmm. She sewed, you know, and sewed like a dream. And so I picked up a lot of little tricks from her. As a matter of fact, she was super tickled that um, that this was my field, that, that, I, that I'd wandered into this theater world and, <clears throat> and did sewing and stuff. So that was pretty cool. But I, I was self-driven, so I learned basic skills maybe from my mom to start with, yeah. and then from um, home ec at school, and, and, but because I'm self-driven, I just, I just went for it. Cool. And um, did a lot of sewing, so. I know you were really busy last week, and I know the show that you're working on, and that one's a <laughs> doozy, so hats off to you. <laughs> I know you had a busy, busy weekend last weekend, so. No, mine wasn't as bad as my coworkers, so. Yeah. <laughs> They had a. They had the really great. I. I just took home easy stuff to work on. <laughs> they had the scary stuff. That's all you. They're working on the scary stuff. <laughs> Is there one costume that you're the most proud of? That in all your career. Oh golly. There's one that really stands I out to you. Think. One costume that really stands out. Or maybe a show, whole entire show. I can tell you one show. Yeah. Okay. Tell me. Um, it was a really in, a cool opportunity, and it was actually in the last year that I worked with Southwest Shakespeare, I got to work with Don Bluth yes. in Midsummer Night's Dream. I saw that one. And, that was fantastic. And it was super fun. It really stretched yep. my creativity. Yep. Um, and it was 
challenging because he's brilliant. Yeah. But he's um, an animator and trying to yeah. find that world between where you can draw anything you want and it can do anything you want on yeah. a piece of paper or a celluloid to, into fabric was a challenge. But um, that, was, that was my, my favorite mm-hmm. show. My oh, favorite I can, show. I, I yeah. saw it. It was yeah. fantastic. I, I, yeah, I really enjoyed totally that show. Miss Some Nice Dream, uh, mm-hmm. directed, directed by Don Bluth. Mm-hmm. It was really great. It was cool. Thank you. All right. All right, Brent. Oh. You're up. You're up. Where are you from, sir? Here. Born and raised. Pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, moved here uh, at the age of like two or three. So oh. as far as I'm able to remember, it was all Arizona. Uh, so yeah. So yeah. Do you come from a big family, a small family? Same number of kids and same order of children <laughs> as her. So you're a third of four. Well, no. It, I was the first born because we had the uh, same kind of situation. She had two older brothers, then her, and a younger brother. I was the oldest of two brothers and then a sister ah. and then a younger, youngest brother. Gotcha. So gotcha. it's the exact same thing. You know, boy, boy, girl, boy was what, how our family was too. So I was the firstborn of that. Gotcha. Um, and, uh, but yeah, so, yeah, I guess by today's standards, that would be considered a... A big family. Yeah, a big family. Big family. You know, now it's like one, two, mm-hmm. two. Exactly. Um, what did your parents do? Uh, my dad was an insurance... Well, he used to be a gunsmith, and then he became an insurance agent and spent pretty much all my life as an insurance agent and did fairly well. Uh, so that was nice. Uh, and my mom was a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. And uh, and that's the way it was back then. Yes, it was. Back in the day. Did she teach you how to sew? <laughs> no. <laughs> Didn't do that. <laughs> no, but your dad was a gunsmith. Mm-hmm. Did he still do gunsmith while he was an insurance fellow? Yeah, but it wasn't... It was... It was. It had always been a passion with him. Nice. But as with so many careers that you get into, something that may be a passion for you, once you actually have to do it, you know, the nine to five grind. After a while, yeah. it no longer is fun. Yeah. And also, it didn't pay that well. Oh. And so, as a result, he decided he needed to to find a better way of making a living, and he did. Yeah. Uh, and so, I mean, you know, he wasn't. You know, we weren't like we were extremely well off, but we did. You know, we were definitely. You know middle class, upper middle class, and that kind of area. Uh, and so that was really good for us. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah. Um, I, I, I forgot to ask, was how long have your parents been married, if they're still with us? My, ma- my parents were married 51 years when my father died. And how long have your parents been married? Well, my, my mother died when I was 14. Oh, I'm sorry. So that's, you know. Right. Done. right. But then he married after that, and of course, you know, they until he passed away, they they were married. For a long time. So I, I don't know how many years that would have been. Well, they married in 73. Mm-hmm. So I think it was 40 years at least. Right? Yeah. And what was your first job, Brent? My first job was the stellar career of working at McDonald's. Yep. it wasn't the jingle back then, but no, it is now. No, it is. Uh, yeah. So that's that's what I did for the first uh, three years, and uh, and then yes, that was my first job. Did you get like just promoted like? Fry boy to front because you have such a great person. <laughs> well, you just have such a great personality. Fry boy, hey, fry boy. <laughs> well, uh, that I was the dining area person. Oh. Uh, that was my number one job, and it was because I was able to go out. I didn't stay behind the counter. I was out dealing with people. 
I could see you know, why cleaning yeah. everything and then talking to the people and you know and so forth and made a top ten crew member in the state uh, <laughs> in that function. So that was fun. Oh, uh, I can I I would yeah. put you in front of the house in a heartbeat with your personality. Oh, so you're I, so sweet. I totally get it. Yeah. Um, and what do you do now? Uh, I'm a private investigator. That is super interesting. Yeah, uh, but we're gonna keep it. On the down low, because we can't really talk about that, because you got to keep it on the down low. Well, I, I can say that I deal with insurance investigations. Okay. So it could be anything from uh, a simple slip and fall at a restaurant. To, to basically wink, wink. Exactly. <laughs> wink, to find wink. out whether or not it's real. Right. Uh, all the way up to workers' compensation fraud cases or suspected cases right. to even actual real crimes, such as burglaries, car thefts. Uh, I've recovered vehicles before, um, you know that had been stolen yep. uh, and was able to find him. And uh, so, yeah, it was a little bit over and above what my job was. But, you know, sometimes, you know, if you find the right lead, you follow the evidence. And I love that work. It must be, A, really cool helping people, like, do justice in a way. Or just right. making th- putting things right. You know, someone has been wrong. Mm-hmm. Let's put this right. And that kind of goes into my passion. I love, and not just in the area of this, but just with anything, I love finding out the hidden truth. Ooh. You know, of, yeah. of anything. And, and one a, a huge passion of mine is hidden truth in history. Ooh. You know, going back as far back as, you know, in Egypt and Sumer, and that's a big passion of mine. But all of it, though, goes perfectly into my career as a, as a private investigator. Finding out the answer to the puzzle. Ooh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. If you could travel back in time to a certain time period uh-huh. that you would want to witness, like a moment in history that you'd love to witness or live for a while, mm-hmm. what would it be? Well, that would be the founding of Sumer. Oh, okay. Now, where is Sumer? What is Sumer? Sumer is the is where civilization on this planet began. Okay. Okay. That is where writing began. Uh, that is where uh, most of the major sciences got their start. Uh, the sixty minutes in a day, sixty minutes in an hour, sixty seconds in uh, in a minute, twenty four hours in a day, three hundred sixty five days. All of that comes from Sumer, and we still use it today. Yes. It's their system that they developed. Uh, mathematics, even banking. Uh, everything from philosophy, religion, everything got its start in Sumer. And what's really fascinating, I don't want to go into it here, what's really fascinating is the Sumerians didn't claim that they developed those things, but instead they were taught from visitors who came down from the heavens and taught them. So the founding of Sumer, I would love to find out exactly what happened. Maybe another podcast episode is going to be me and Brent talking about go. this. <laughs> We're going to have to do some reading first. I don't sound too much of an idiot. But this is a couple's corner episode, so let's get into couple time. Uh-oh. So, Brent and Lewis, how did you meet? Ah, I love it when they start laughing. In Sunday school. Sunday school? school. I love it. I had joined the Navy, and I'll let you get to, to the good stuff. <laughs> I just want to set the stage. Yeah. Uh, I joined the Navy, yeah. uh, and uh, I, I was born and raised Mormon. Okay. okay. I'm no longer Mormon okay. because of my love of truth okay. and finding out what the real deal is. Uh, and so anyway, but then though, I was very much wholeheartedly in. I had just served a, a mission uh, to the church in mm-hmm. South America, uh, and I would returned, and then I joined the Navy because that way I could serve God and country is kind of a thing with me. I wanted sure. to do that. Uh, so I joined the Navy. And uh, the A school that I went to was located in Virginia, 
Okay. Now, when I go to these places, I'm not a drinker, I'm not a carouser, never been interested in that kind of thing. So when I go places, whatever, then because I was so into the Mormon church at that time, yeah. uh, I would basically find the church that was local to my area and go, and then I'd spend the weekends, you know, or, you know, Sunday especially, going to church and meeting people there because mm-hmm. I knew, you know, we had similar interests and all that sort of thing. And uh, so rather than staying on base on Sunday, there was a family that would let me sleep over Saturday night and then take me back to the base Sunday evening, and I'd be able to spend the day with the family and go to church with them and everything else, okay? So that's the setup, and I'll let you <laughs> Tag, you're it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like wrestling. Um, well, I was... Um, I didn't tend to be one to approach people I didn't know, especially men. Mm-hmm. It's just the way I was raised. But I was having um, an unusually um, brave day, I guess. And uh, I went into Sunday school and I set my books down on a chair. And you know sometimes when you sit your things down and then you sit next to it, your, your things are in one chair and you sit in the yes. chair next to it. So that was kind of in my head. Set my things there. Had to go to the ladies' room because mm-hmm. I had just been through sacrament, mm-hmm. which was a uh, hour and a half. <laughs> I just had to go take care of business and then set my books down, went to the bathroom, came back, and there was a sailor sitting in the chair that I had kind of earmarked where I was going to sit. Well, my normal process would have been to pick up my books and go sit somewhere else because this was someone I didn't know. Right. But I was feeling feisty, I guess, and I picked <laughs> up my books sat down, looked at this little... Right next to me. Right next to him. Looked Such at a this, hussy. It's <laughs> a sailor, and I just kind of went, put my hand out, which is kind of what you did. You introduced yourself, you shook hands. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, my name is Sister Dollar. What is your name? I've never met you before. Hi. And so he introduced himself to me, and that's how I met him. Mm-hmm. And then the there was a social... Potluck social, I can't remember what it was going to be that was coming it was like up. A box lunch social or something uh, like that. It was some kind right. of potluck. Mm-hmm. And then the, the family that he was staying with, um, ca- she called me and she was like, you know, there's this young man I'd like you to meet. You now, know? Need to need to preface this but sit, was saying that I believe that that occurred prior to us actually meeting. Because sure? I said to her on the phone, I think I've met him. Okay, oh. never mind. That's All why right. I know what happened. Okay. But the point is, is, that, is that the family that I was staying with or whatever had not known, not know that, that we had, had actually ordering. met. Because yeah. we yeah. just met that one time, and okay, nice to see you, and, and that was it. Yeah. And, then, yeah. and then, of course, church starts, and you got to mm-hmm. behave, got to listen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I said, and she was mentioning then that he comes and stays with her on the weekend, that, you know, so that he could go to church. And I said, you know, I think I met him last week. Well, it ended up they, that his... It was going to be a blind date to this church potluck. He ended up that his on-base time changed, and he couldn't get off base Mm -hmm. to go. She was trying to set me up for a blind date with her, Mm -hmm. (laughs) not knowing that we had had already met. And I had no idea who who it was she was setting me up with. Right. So so he wasn't able to make it there, and so she asked me if, if she could give him my phone number, and I said, sure. So I think maybe... And you weren't even at church that Sunday either because right. you, you couldn't get off base that weekend or right. something. I think there was a duty weekend. Mm-hmm. And so he called, I think, on Monday. And I think we talked for 
like three hours. <gasps> oh. yeah. And then he called on Tuesday, and we talked a really long time. Um, we talked almost every day, and then he, he couldn't get off base because just because of his schedule. So right. I went on base, met him at the mess hall. <laughs> that was our first official date. A mess hall first date. Went to the mess hall for our first date. <laughs> <laughs> mess but hall. See, I, I had no transportation. Yeah, I was basically stuck there because yeah. you know I just gotten out of basic training. I didn't mm. have any civilian clothes, which we took care of on our. It wasn't our first date. Well, our, off base. our first date off base. Our first yeah. date date. Date date. Yeah, he um the that date that he's referring to he rode the bus into a mall that was just like five miles from my house, right. really close to my house. So I met him at the mall, and we went shopping to find him clothes so that we could go out to dinner and then dancing. <laughs> That's how sad things were. No, yeah. it was awesome. And all they had was the military issue. Oh, all the black gosh, red ones. Plastic so glasses. Pretty. Oh, man. But you and saw past that. I did. I did. Actually, he saw past me because I didn't live best first impression on that first official date. But, but yeah, he. Um, I, I just remember getting to the mall and I saw this little sailor walking around, <laughs> watching. And so we went shopping. We found him some pants. He wore his... Some wonderful 80s clothing. Absolutely. Oh this was 83. <laughs> yes. And... Um, so we found him pants yeah. with like probably like three pleats in them, <laughs> more than likely. I said wonderful and ladies' clothing. A really skinny tie. Yeah. Yes. And suspenders. Yep. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was so rocking. But the shoes he wore were his dress military shoes, which yeah. are like Oxford's shiny, yeah. shiny Oxford's. <laughs> mm-hmm. So first date. All right. So how long did you guys date for? Well, we dated until I left A school. Okay. Uh, after I graduated and uh, I got the, the the ship I wanted, because um, I finished second in my class. Thank Ooh. you very much. So they allowed us. Yeah. So they they allowed you know the first the one who finished first got to have first dibs on the assignments that were available, and I knew thankfully what he wanted because I didn't want that. Okay. He wanted a shore duty, and I wanted to go to sea. Yep. And so I got the second assignment, which was the battleship USS New Jersey. Score! Just um, been recommissioned. And just been recommissioned. And I was so excited to be able to get to, to nab that because everybody else was like really wanting that too. And so, mm-hmm. anyway, um, neither here nor there. And so okay. I got out of the military and everything. Of course, I had to leave Virginia. So yep. we were not thinking we would see each other again. Ever again. Ever ah. again. But we still kept talking by phone. And, uh, you know, things started, because we, we hadn't expected anything to really come of this. You know, mm. we loved each other's company and everything, and we were starting to, you know, mm. Mm. but we didn't know what the future was going to hold, because, you know, I, I could have been, you know, I wasn't even stationed on the East Coast. My ship, the Jersey, was stationed, stationed in, in California. Oh. So we were going to be, regardless of the situation, we were going to be, you know, a nation apart. Right. Uh, so, you know, we still... Felt very strongly for each other, but we weren't sure what was going to happen. Uh, so anyway, that's how things got started. So we only dated like for about three, two and a half, three months. March to July. 
Okay. And then you went off to sea. I went off to sea. And then what happened? And then, indirectly off to sea. Yeah, indirectly <laughs> off to sea. Because it, it took that a was while just, to that, meet up with the ship. Right, because unbeknownst to any of us, the Jersey was just about to start on the longest cruise in peacetime history, not just for the ship, but for the entire Navy. Oh. It ended up being on 311 days. Almost a year. Almost a year. And during that time, they were, they were uh, in the, uh, the Orient, then they went to Central America because of the crisis there going on yep. with El Salvador. And uh, and then from there, they steamed straight to Lebanon, where we stayed for the next six months or so. Mm -hmm. uh, and then after that, we finally got returned back to home port. Uh, so anyway, to make... Uh, it's okay. It's going on it's forever, like I said. It's, yeah, okay. it's, it's a really long story. story. So you guys are writing back and forth at this yeah. point in time? We're still writing back and forth. But once we got to... Once I was off the coast of Lebanon for a few months or whatever... Um, then I guess the enormity of the situation kind of hit me. And it's kind of like, you know, this isn't right, keeping her on the hook like this. Uh, and so it, it was difficult for me, but I just figured it would probably be for the best. So I wrote her a Dear Jane letter. Uh, and it, it, it sent off, and I, I, as soon as I... As, we're having, oh, okay, we're, we're okay. Having, He's okay. He's okay. He's okay. Winston just wants attention. No. That's right. <laughs> um, so I sent that off, and and then after I sent it off, I started feeling really bad about it, you know, because anyway, it, I just didn't know what to do. And it was at that time that fate... Just, Go ahead. You, yep. you also have to understand it takes like 10 days to get letters. There oh, was yeah. no emails. Yeah, there's, yep. there's long you know, before so, any of that. So it takes about 10 days for letters to get back and forth. From Lebanon to Virginia. From ships. Yeah. yeah. No okay. matter what ships, you know. And um, mm -hmm. so. Gotcha. Because it was the old-fashioned mail yeah. back then. Heck yeah, yeah. 1983, yeah, 84. It wasn't snail mail. It was like, you know. Sloth mail. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. So, you know, I know that about <laughs> She's mimicking a sloth for all the pod, yeah, yeah. pod people. Yeah, I know. Sorry, um, pod people. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, she, um, I knew that the countdown had started. You know, it was like 10 days. And yeah. by, the, by the time that, that you know, a week had passed, I was, you know, like really going, oh, man. And I don't even know if I wrote a letter saying that I regretted having sent the Dear Jane or not. I can't remember. Uh, but any, anyway, though, I was called in by the chaplain about a week later uh, after I'd sent that. And no, it wasn't about the letter. Yeah. Uh, I was called by the chaplain and, and said that there had been a very serious auto accident involving my grandmother, my aunt, and my brother, my youngest brother. Oh, no. And that uh, he was in a coma and that my, my grandmother and my aunt were killed. I am so and sorry. So, well, thank you. And so uh, they, they authorized emergency leave for me. So, um, so I was flown off the ship by helicopter to Cyprus from Cyprus. So I took a P3 into Rota, Spain. And then the next day I was going to be taking a C-141 to Florida and from Florida then to Arizona. Jeez Louise. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm clear across the world yeah. at this point. Um, anyway, I found out that at the very last minute, the flight to Florida had been changed to a flight to Norfolk. Virginia. Shut up! Tell me about it. <laughs> so this had been percolating inside of me all this time, and so I called her best friend. Well, see, her her best friend's husband was on a ship also off the coast of Lebanon, and they flew me to his ship first. 
before uh, flying me out the next morning. Okay. So as a result, I spent the night aboard uh, his ship, and he was able to get in touch with his wife, and I got the number from him. Uh, but at that point, though, I didn't know about anything. I don't remember how I got her number. I'm trying to remember how I got her number. I don't think it was Ron that gave it to me because I didn't know that the flight plan had been changed until I got to Rota, Spain. You may have just had it, just for contact. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I did. Maybe I did. But anyway, I contacted her best friend. Yep. Okay. And said, hey, turns out I'm going to be landing early in the morning. And so, excuse me, I... Um, I called her and she and said, could you please pick me up? I want to surprise Lois. Yeah. And so that's exactly what she did. And so we drove from the airport. And, of course, she had no idea. Perfect. Obviously. Perfect. And so we drove to, you know, to where she lived, to her house. And, um, and then I walked to the front door. And, you know, we rang on the door. And she answered the door. And all she did is just stared at me. Just stared at me like she was seeing a ghost. Because she had no idea. I was right. in Lebanon in a war zone, for crying out loud. Right. Just and the I previous had... day. Or oh. previous two days. Yeah, and I had just gotten that letter a few days That's before. That's right. You got the Dear John <laughs> So, So she had gotten the letter by then. The Dear Jane letter. So, therefore, she had, you know. So, anyway. And I think I said something like, open the door. Or... I had a screen door. You yeah. know, like, you know, with, uh, mm -hmm. a security door, and it was locked. And so he's like, open the door, sweetheart. <laughs> so she did, so and, did. And, and then she just hugged me, and just I, I just knew right then, you know, that this, this there's no way I could leave this woman. Um, and, and I asked her to marry me, and... Uh, he tackled me to the floor, and he sat on me, and he said, I'm not letting you up until you tell me you're going to marry Is me. Is this real? Because... Oh, no, no, okay, we get back up then. Tell me the whole thing. Okay, so you let him in the door. I did. And then he then he tackled well, you? No, 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 not right away. No, but, I mean, like, uh, um, we hugged and we talked and we, yeah. yeah. And, and Carol and, was my secretary. I was working for a bank then. Yeah. And so I said to Carol, I'm not coming to work today. <laughs> Sorry. I'm not, not happening. to work yeah. today. Not happening. So so I, after, I may have gone in later in the afternoon, but yeah. But after after we had talked for a yeah. while and everything else, and we were just kind of playing around, and so I kind of <laughs> wrestled her, and and um, I had her on her back with her hands up like this, and I said, "I'm not letting you up unless you, you know." Until you say that. yes. Yeah. And of course, she immediately said yes. <laughs> I can't. It's not a problem. Yeah. Proposal by yeah, wrestle. <laughs> proposal by wrestle. Oh, that's so romantic. So you, yeah. so you got proposed to, and then how long to the wedding? How was the well, wedding? Well, <laughs> yeah. she immediately took a leave from work. Love it. And, and then got, she got a plane ticket, and she flew out with me to Arizona. Okay. So that was when my parents first got a chance to meet her, and my yep. brothers and sisters Makes got a sense. chance to meet her. And, uh, and then... Uh, we got married like, I don't know, three or four well, days we, or after. It was Monday when you came in. See, she knows all the details. Okay. I can't remember. Monday I went into work, and I probably went in the afternoon because I know Tuesday was getting tickets and packing and making all the arrangements because yeah. Wednesday we flew. Yeah. Thursday was Thanksgiving. That's right. The following Monday we couldn't get married because yeah. you can't do that. On a Monday, on a holiday, on a Monday. Monday. On a Monday. No, well, no, it's just oh. a Monday. It, and, it's a we, church it's thing. It's a church thing. Oh, we were, we were okay. going to get married in the church building. Gotcha. And so we couldn't do it on Monday. Okay. So no. we got married on Tuesday. Yeah, we would have gotten married in the temple, but it was just too fast a period of time. I only had two or three weeks. Yeah. Um, I had two weeks, I think, originally, and they extended by one week when I told I let them know that I was going to be getting married. I think they extended They extended by one week. another week. Yeah. Right. But that's all the time we had, so we had no time to plan anything. Right. It was just real, real bam, 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 bam. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. 
And we just, so. when we went shopping on... Uh, like the first date? No. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we went shopping like on Saturday to find a dress rings yeah, and a, a dress. Ring. Mm-hmm. And um, he wore he wore one of his lovely brown polyester suits from his yes. mission. Yes, yes. So we bought a new shirt and, tie <laughs> and uh and just just little things like that. And then a friend of his uh, stepmom and his mom wanted us to have they they got us a cake and they yeah. got flowers. They wanted it to be a little you know a something fun. Yeah, and so we just got married in the. Relief Society room at the LDS Church building in Phoenix. <laughs> well, how long have you guys been married? Oh, gosh, you're going to make me do math. I am. We married in 83. 83. Oh, I got photos! Oh, oh I'm going to take a photo of that. And I'm so taking a photo of that. Okay, that's the oh, my God, that's beautiful. It's like a light pink. It is. A light pink. It's like a oh, light pink. you guys. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that was it. That was it. But, but um, yeah, do you have a song you guys got to dance to, or do you have a... No, it was not, it was, it was just pretty much we got married and then we left. <laughs> yeah, it had to it be was so just, quick. It was just, it was just, it was akin to, um, like, a civil ceremony, you know, like if you were to go to the courthouse kind right. of thing, it was just a real simple thing. It's just thing. a place of the church building. They did right. get us a cake, so we had cake. Yeah, but, but it, it was, it, it was, was just it was, it's like this, lots of people plan their weddings, and if they're able to do that and go on wonderful honeymoons and all that sort of thing, that's wonderful and that's great. Right. Uh, but obviously the most important thing is the the relationship itself. Yes. And the person you marry. Yep. And uh, I, I, we just both knew that it was right and it has been right ever since. Well, we're doing math, which is, I'm not good at math. <laughs> how, how many, many years, years have you guys been married? We've been married 36 years. Thank a little you. over 36 years. Like and so November know. of this year, yeah. Yeah. it's going to be 36. It'll be 37. 37, 37. excuse me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my God! And do you do you have a song? I asked the. Do we oh know? wait, no, thirty-seven years yeah. we've been married. Yeah. We're going on thirty-eight. Yes. Now. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like my we're in the middle of the year. We just yes. flipped to a new year. You're gonna make me do but math. Between all our fingers and toes, <laughs> we'll figure it out. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. So um, a special song. Do you have a song, or do you have a song that? You have yes, a... there is a special song. Yeah. We both kind of fell in love to Dan Fogelberg. And it would probably have to be not just one song, but that entire album, the Netherlands album. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, which, of course, Netherlands, oh, so beautiful. And um, Dancing Shoes. Mm-hmm. And is that a later album, though? Dancing Netherlands? Shoes? No. No, it's, Dancing it's, Shoes is on that album. Mm-hmm. I'm getting the albums all mixed up. Yeah. So Dan, little Dan Fogarty. Yeah. yeah, Dan, Dan, Dan Fogelberg. Fogelberg, excuse yeah, me. Dan Fogelberg, uh, the Netherlands Twin album. Twin Sons for Different Mothers. That's another album. That, that was... But we kind of fell in love listening to those two albums in particular. Nice. Uh, that's, that's when we were dating. Mm. And uh, it was one of my favorite albums. And she'd never heard of it before. And then, oh, if you haven't, you need, to get up, you need to get the Netherlands album by Dan mm-hmm. Fogelberg. It's we have his... homework, people. We have homework. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is before his pop stuff. Okay. This is when he was really good. <laughs> his pop stuff's great, too, don't get me wrong, but Dan Fogelberg. See, and I knew, I knew him by his pop stuff, because that's what was played on the radio, yeah. Yeah. but I didn't know these, um, this album. Yeah, the earlier, his earlier things. So, I guess, I mean, they're not necessarily romantic songs, per se, but the music is just so beautiful. But sometimes, nice. like, I, you know, I can't hold you back now. No, I can't yeah. hold you back, back now. now. Yeah, that one. Um, I don't remember the artist. 
That's one that came to my mind. That's one that came to my mind uh-huh. when she asked that. Oh, this yeah. is fun. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe that's because that was a song that was in for you. me yeah. when he was gone. It's the way I felt. Mm-hmm. You know. When oh, and he's uh, being a Navy guy. What was the longest you guys have been separated? That was it. That was it. Oh, hey, yeah, absolutely. Uh, in fact, I wish we we could show it to her. That well, there it is, right there. What's that? That is. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take. That's okay. I'm going to take photos and I'm put on Instagram. This, that's this okay. is the. Uh, this appeared on the front page of the newspaper. Hey, you guys! That's us. Yeah. When we returned from when I returned from Lebanon, and the caption down below said, "Brendan and Lois, you know." Uh, having been together only three weeks Except of the five months, five months they've been married, oh. make up for lost, lost time. time. Oh. And that was the caption that so was that on was this. That's a perfect. I'm taking. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. I'm taking a photo <laughs> and I'm putting up an Instagram because that is a beautiful it, shot. It, it reminds me of that famous World War II. Yes, photo, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh my God, it's a beautiful. Yeah, in fact, shot. we didn't realize that they were taking the photo. We were yeah, just conversing with each the other. Fact that they came and asked. and they they said to us, you know, because they no, I think that happened earlier because there was. This was a huge event when the jersey came back. Huge yeah. event. And there was news cameras. In fact, her father saw us in news footage. Not this, but saw us in news footage. Yeah. Uh, because I had a reporter say to me, you know, because I, I was talking to her. Yeah. And uh, the news reporter said, so what would you say to her? And I was kind of annoyed. <laughs> and I turned around and looked at him. And I said, I, said, I, I, said, I told her I love her, damn it. <laughs> and I just walked, we walked away. What else do you think I was going to say to my yeah. wife? Exactly. <laughs> well, it was funny because I was on the dock waiting and the crowd was dispersing. The crowd was dispersing because yeah. I had been told the last communication was, you know, that he would come off the ship, you know. Yeah. Uh, and, um, and so all of a sudden I see this sailor calling me going, hey, Lois, <laughs> come aboard the ship. And so pretty much everybody had dispersed at that point. And the cameras were still there. So my dad said he saw me walking up onto the ship. Oh, I didn't know that that was the... He said he saw me walking up on the ship. He said he saw on two news stations. That's awesome. Well, see, this is something else that, that these pictures... This does a little bit, but you have to understand... She's gorgeous now, but yeah, back she then she was movie style, oh, movie star gorgeous. I see it. Um, and I see it. So, you know, cameras, they're going to be on her, mm-hmm. and they were, mm-hmm. and that's why her dad saw her. Yeah. Um, but yes, but she, anyway, I, unbeknownst to her, I had drawn duty the very day we pull in to, uh, to port. Uh, so uh, as a result, I couldn't leave the ship. Lame. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so she didn't know that, and there's no way I could have communicated that with yep. her. Again, hello, no text messages. Right. Yeah. Um, so that was, she had to, thankfully, she went around. <laughs> uh, you know. Well, I thought I was his ride to the uh, hotel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, then I got her aboard ship and everything, cool. and so then she was able to tour the, the ship. Tour. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Do you guys have kids? I don't know. Oh, we have no we, kids. No kids at all. <laughs> we, have we have four, four kids. kids. <laughs> four, four, and four. I see yeah. a theme. We have uh-huh. two girls and then two boys. In that order. That's awesome. Yeah. That is so cool. Well, after, after what, have you said 37, 38 years of marriage? <laughs> yeah. If you had any advice to mm-hmm. people in committed relationships starting out in life, if you had any advice, what would it be? Establish your values and seek those values in another. 
one of the things that I fell in love with her at the very start was the fact that she has no agenda. Nice. Okay, there are things that are important to her, and her values are her values, and that is what she seeks. There's no drama, there's no manipulations, and I'm the same way. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you have good core values, and you find those good core values in another, then you're going to have something, a solid foundation, unlike any other. And on that, you're able to then build the kind of relationship both of you want. But if you, if if the if, if the foundation is crumbling or is not well established, then it doesn't matter what kind of a mansion you build on top, it's going to crumble eventually. Yeah. So it's priorities and your values. Values. And then finding those in another. I would I would say. I agree. Yeah. I also would often would tell people that um, to cultivate the friendship. Mm. because the friends can take over when the husband and wife aren't getting along. Oh, wow. Because there's a different level of connection in a friendship than there is in, in a marriage relationship. And so it's it's akin to the song from um, Music Man. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I can't remember the words exactly, so I may It's where Shirley Jones is explaining to her mother what it is she seeks in a man, because the mother is kind of going, oh, you're never going to get married because your standards are too high. Uh, mm-hmm. And she's explaining to her what her standards are. And, okay. and the song is like, um, he loves me more than himself and us more than me. Okay, I've so, never heard this song. I'm going to look it up. And I'm mm-hmm. and look I may homework. Be paraphrasing the words, but that's that's, that's what it, it's yeah. saying. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but basically what it said to me all the time is you have the two individuals and then you have this third entity which is the us. Mm. So there's they need to have equal concentration of of attention and time. And and like I would say like the friends would take over when the husband and wife won't get along because life isn't perfect. You have moments we're still two individuals. Yep. I know some people some people might hear us having discussions and might think we're not getting along, but it's just, we're just we're just very comfortable with each other and we're also right. very honest with each other. Yeah. And, and that's um, a that's a key part of it. When you do fight, and I use the word obviously euphemistically yes. or whatever, it's not, but when when you do have disagreements you need to make sure that it's the disagreement, the subject of the disagreement, that is being addressed and not sniping at one another personally. Right. Yeah. Because that can destroy all of that if there's a lack of respect, a lack of, of, of courtesy, Courtesy. Value. Courtesy. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Courtesy. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because um, something I learned along the way, you can't unring a bell. So watch True. what you say in a moment of anger. Mm-hmm. Or it rings. It rings. It, it, it kind of, and you know, you, and can't even take it though back. you, you, yeah. you work it out, um, it still kind of rings in your head yeah. and you have to, and then as an individual, you have to keep working on that. So yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Unring a bell. That's a good way to put it. Uh. Um, by the way, do you guys remember how we met? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't remember. She had to remind me. <laughs> <laughs> I met this fine couple at Brent's Classmates. It was your 40th high school reunion. Yes, which we almost didn't go to. You did almost, but I'm so glad you did. Yeah, same here. Because um, your classmate, Guy, 
mm-hmm. asked me to be his date because he didn't want to go by himself. And Guy is my darling friend for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And Lois, you recognized me from theater stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's how we are here. Wow. <laughs> Isn't it fun? That was that a great is. party, by the way. It was very yeah. fun. It was a fun party. It and was. I'm glad you guys went. Hi. Yeah, safe. Safe here. <gasps> theater people. We find each other yes, and connect. Yes, I got my Uh-oh. six questions. questions. I'm going to let, um, does anybody want to go first? Because the, the second person has the advantage of hearing the questions. the questions. Okay, so Thinking the gentleman it. is going to go oh my first. <laughs> Tag your it. Ladies' choice. Mm-hmm. Ladies' choice. All right, okay. and they're very simple questions. Nothing, nothing too hard. Um, uh, question number one. Meal of a lifetime, your favorite <laughs> meal before you pass. Yeah, I'm such a simple guy when it comes. Well, to, I, 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 I eat to live. I don't live to, to eat. eat. Perfect. So it's it's always has been, always will be tacos. You should tacos. 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 And is it particular taco? Her tacos. Her tacos. Fil- <laughs> okay, Filibertos. <laughs> Macayos of really good restaurant mm. tacos. I do have to admit that's really good too. It's quite cute when he's he's like, "What are you fixing for dinner?" And I like maybe hold up a shell the ingredients, and he goes, "Tacos, tacos." <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't love taco dance. Likes, kind of likes tacos. Yeah, it never gets old. Oh no, it doesn't. Um, no, question number two: favorite board game. Oh, you didn't ask her that question. No, no we all oh, oh, are coming at me. We're all oh, coming okay. at you. All right, coming at you. Mm. Favorite board game. Probably Stratego. Stra- I that, love Stratego. I'm I'm not surprised because you're mm. a smart fellow and that sounds about Well, right. I could say chess, but then I'd sound too... No, they're fine. You can say whatever you want. <laughs> I do like chess, but Stratego I really like those. There's too. no rules. Okay. No rules. Okay. First song you remember liking, like on the radio... Inchworm. Inchworm? Who inchworm, sings... Inchworm. Um... Inchworm. Inchworm. Measuring the marigolds. I remember it as like six or seven years old, and that was the first song that is like, oh man, I loved it. Inchworm. Inchworm. I'm gonna look it up. Yep. Okay. A movie that I need to see. It doesn't have to be your favorite. It can be your favorite. Something you've seen recently, something that's been impactful, or it's so bad that I need to see it. Like, it's so bad now. Well, they're probably movies you have seen. My absolute favorite movie of all time has to be The Matrix. Oh, it's fantastic. Just because, again, there's so much subtext there mm-hmm. to consider about what reality is, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and the relativity of the fact that, that because of our perspective, there's so little we're seeing. Um, it kind of heralds back to what I consider to be the very first aspect of that, which is Plato's allegory of the cave. Right. Okay. Where, I, I don't know if you've heard of the allegory of the cave, nope. but basically it's, it's an allegory where he talks about the limit, he tries to express the limited degree of reality we're able to experience given the limitations of our senses mm-hmm. and our perceptions and the biases we already have inside that further percent, prevent us from seeing what's around us. But the whole idea is a man sitting in a cave facing the back wall, and that's where he remains for all of his life. And everything that he perceives around him, what limited, okay, is what he thinks. If he sees you know, there could be buffalo going by, mm-hmm. you know, and all he sees is the the shadows on the wall. And mm-hmm. from that, he has to try to discern what reality is outside of the cave because he never gets to leave it. 
Branch, you're a smart cookie. <laughs> well, Jeez. Just, well, then, then imagine that he's got a friend with him, and it is all part of the allegory. The friend escapes and goes out and sees the marvels of the real world, water and trees and mountains, and then comes back and tries to tell him what reality is like. And because of his limited perceptions always being inside the cave, he thinks he's insane. Ooh. Yeah. So anyway, the Matrix. The Matrix. So you, the other one would be the Da Vinci Code if you have. Oh, love it. Yet. Yeah. Read the book. Yep. 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 Okay. Okay. Now you've traveled, so this is going to be toughy. A destination you haven't been yet, but would love to go to. Sumer. Perfect. Yep. No. Sumer, and uh, I never got. I, I was in Alexandria, but I was never able to actually go visit the tombs and everything. But Sumer, um, spots in the world where. According to what history tells us, um, history began. Okay. Sumer is the first, but there are other areas around the world. Gobekli Tepe is another one, Navadi Kodi. Uh, both of those, well, Gobekli Tepe is in Turkey. And then also Where? Eastern Europe, the Slavic lands, okay. the home of the legendary vampire. Which is another huge, huge, huge passion thing, of yours. Passion yes. of mine. Yeah. <laughs> Seeking the reality, not the blood sucking. All that, all that's fake. But anyway, go ahead. No problem. <laughs> um, I'm gonna save this, uh, the sixth question for last, last. So I'm gonna go now to oh, the okay. bride. Oh, yeah, okay. okay, meal of a lifetime. Meal of a lifetime. <sighs> it's seafood. Anytime, in I, particular. I, I'm fr- uh, well, I love. Um, You've had the bisque. Yeah, I, <laughs> something you can only get um, in the Tidewater Chesapeake area is she crab soup that I'm aware of. It's called she crab soup. It's similar to a lobster bisque. Nice. Um, that's one of my favorites. Um, Seafood. And then, yeah, shrimp and lobster sauce from the Chinese there you food. Go. Yeah, you yeah. know. Um, All right. I, I love seafood. <laughs> Perfect. All right, your favorite board game. Oh, that's hard. And I'm gonna I'm gonna expand. Uh, it could be a, a card game. It could be a mm-hmm. video game. Something on your phone. <laughs> there you go. She's expanded that now. It could Come be on. any game. <laughs> I play a lot of words with friends. All right, words with friends. Um, I I can't claim to have a favorite board game. I enjoy playing board games because I like the interaction mm-hmm. you have with a board game. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I like Scrabble. Not good at it, but yeah, I like okay. it. Cool. Um, life was my favorite growing up. There and you Monopoly, go. Monopoly. Those were my two favorite growing up, and we Perfect. had them both. I think. Um, I don't know. I don't know that yeah. I have a favorite That's board okay. game. Well, how about your fir- the first song you remember liking? First song I remember liking was a Beatles song. I want to hold your hand. Oh. That choice. when you ask him, I thought, okay, go with the song that comes to your mind first, and yep. that's the one that came to my mind first. Perfect. What is a movie I need to see, or you love, or you recommend, or um, moved well, you? We are huge movie people. I'm sure you know. Yes, there's movies. a lot of DVDs. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but the, I'm going to go with what came to my mind first, Perfect. and that's Practical Magic. Oh, great I, choice! I, I love that connection between the two sisters yeah it's just it just really touches my heart nice. yeah, I just I just love that one and um, 
So I'll, just, I'll say that one. Fred, I have lots. That's okay. Because <laughs> I love The Matrix, too. And, oh, yeah. And, uh, um, what is a destination you haven't been yet? yet I haven't been anywhere except, okay. the, except, in the, except the 50 states. You know, the not even the 48. <laughs> I've never been anywhere outside of the country. Going over the border to Nogales does not count. It does not count. Um, <laughs> no, I doesn't. would love to go. There's two places. I would love to go to Ireland and, because that's mm. where my ancestry has yeah. come from. And, um, and whenever I, I watch a lot of British television and I'm just really drawn to the British Isles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the other places, I would love to go to Peru. So that he could show me the places that he That's where yeah, I served my mission. Yeah. Perfect. So the last question is a fill in the blank. So I'll ask it to Brent first, and then you get to answer. You got some more time. You got some more time. Give me some more time, girl. So the last question is, it's a fill in the blank. So it is, <clears throat> there is a special place in heaven for people who fill in the blank. Seek truth and follow it. There's a special place in heaven for people who are tolerant and compassionate. Perfect. And on that beautiful note, I just want to say thank you so much for your time today. I had a great time. <laughs> Nat is fascinated with you. I may be back. <laughs> and thank you, listeners, for picking me, uh, listening today, because I know there's thousands and thousands and thousands of other podcasts out there, but you took the time to listen to me, Nat, who is fascinated. So go out there. You guys keep being fascinated. And remember, have the courage to suck at something new, because I did. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you.